Hey everybody, welcome back to Megan's Old Office. My name is J.D. Gorlatt and I'm the senior pastor here at Dundee Presbyterian Church in lovely Omaha, Nebraska, and I am joined. Please introduce thyself to the crowd. Once again, you are inter- joined by they Keith Holmes. You didn't pay me enough to introduce <laughs> That's you That's right, that was your introduction. Oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> Go ahead. Anytime you're ready, man. <laughs> oh, man. I am Keith Holmes. I'm the Director of Small Groups and Missions Activities here at Dundee Presbyterian Church, and I want to welcome you as well. And we are working our way through a series on the subject of hope. hope. Last week, we talked about hope as a king within the context of, of Israel and Scripture. Being, so you're a king anywhere else in the world or any time. I mean, you're a king, you're in charge, you're sovereign, and you're not thinking of anybody. You don't even have the mentality of anybody being above you nope. at all. That was the nope. point that we made, and the point that we made was, go ahead, you're a king, think in terms of yourself being a king, that's fine, but don't ever forget that there's a king above you. Now, I, it, it, this is an interesting next step. Right. I feel like it's kind of a part two, Keith. It really is. I, I mean, this is where I'm going here. It, yeah. I can tell by Keith's face that he's like, where is he going with this? Oh, uh, I get it. No, I, I, I was going to do it last week and start talking about this week's topic. Well, so. then, by, by all means, because you, you did kind of start yeah. to talk yeah. about it. So today we're like hope as a servant slave. Yep. And the difficulty last week or with that last episode was, was okay, well, I'm not a king. And we tried to get you to see that you're a king. Yep. And in this episode, same thing. You're going to be like, well, I'm not a slave. I'm not a servant. Uh, scripture would say, yeah, you are. Yeah. You, you, yeah, are you are a, a, a servant slave. The Greek, the Greek word for, for slave is doulos, mm-hmm. and it can be translated both servant and slave, really the, really the same thing. And I talk about this all the time, particularly in Bible study, because Scripture forces us pastors and us teachers into the place where you do have to talk about slavery uh, because the, the the picture that is painted is God is your master, yep. and you are you are a servant slave, and you need to be learn to be happy doing that. Just as you have to learn how to be happy as a king who has a king over you, and you have to never forget that. It is important for us if we're going to talk about hope to understand that we are servants, we are right. slaves of God. This is a good thing. It's hard for us to get that because the idea of slavery is such a negative, and as it should be, right. but biblically and in relationship with God, it is a correct connotation. You know? And, and I, I mean, we don't even have to go as far as slave. We're all servants to someone. We, I mean, if we have a job, if you take care of kids. Now, yes, you can argue if you take care of kids, you're not their servants. Right. And, in a way, you are. But you but are. You're, you're, not, you're responsible right. for Here's their care right. and their love, and, and you do it with love. Right. I'm, I've put away enough diapers right. to know that, exactly. I, that I am the servant of my, but and, I'm also the parent. It's and it, both, not d- either. And as, the, as of this recording at the moment, we have a puppy in our house. Oh, oh I am a servant. Goodbye. <laughs> but you are but, the puppy's master right, and at the, the same time. puppy's servant, Exactly. Right? So we can be both. We, we find that dichotomy in our lives. We are masters of some things, but we're at the same time, we're slaves and servants to some things, but we're always subservient to God. He is 
always above us. And these these podcasts are all about hope, but we're yeah. choosing to go after the subject of hope within the context of these roles. Right. That's what this this podcast is all about. This is right. episode what five. Five. Yep. Check out the other ones. We're always doing the same thing. So, well, we're talking about hope, mm-hmm. what it means to hope, but we're starting out of biblical concepts, biblical I- identities. Right. Last week, like I said, it was all about what's your identity as a king. Okay, let's establish the fact that you are a king, but you are little king, not big, <laughs> not big king. Uh, you, uh, you have a king over you. Here's a deal where we're trying. We're going to be we're going to be talking about hope the whole time, but we really want to establish the, the identity because right. hope without that identity. That's just a, you know, it's just a philosophical right. discussion without any root. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, and it's interesting that you know people that don't identify a, that that there is a sovereign God can lose hope so much easy, so much more easily than we do right. if we're focused on God. And I Christ. think so. Yeah. I, I think absolutely. The hopelessness and despair of modern man and modern women. It's easy to see now, where that comes from. I've got a, a tough question for you. Okay. Be very, very careful with this answer, uh, uh, sir. Uh, what is one of the worst jobs that you've ever had? How long did you last? You had better be careful. Since I'm your boss and you work here, you'd better be careful with this answer. What is one of the worst jobs you've ever had, and how long did you last? What time is it? Yeah, right. <laughs> no. I, got, I got somewhere to be. Um, I think was probably the worst job was a part of the job that ultimately took me to where I, I the job I loved in the same company I won't I won't give the company's name but their initials are HP <laughs> but so, so mm, who could that be uh, but seriously uh, for a time and I think I've mentioned this on the show before if you've heard it is forgive me but I had a boss who was absolutely wonderful who got promoted, moved to another team, and doing better, doing more things. And they brought in a guy who was just the worst boss in the world. And I remember 3 o'clock in the morning sobbing in bed because I didn't want to go to work the next day. Mm. I was just, I was miserable. Mm. And I I was in my late 20s, early 30s, and I still just revel in the audacity when the boss and I had a talk, and I said, one of two things are going to happen. Either I'm going to leave your team or I'm going to leave this company. Mm -hmm. And I got, fortunately, I got put back on the team with the new boss, with or my old boss, and who was much better at things. And I flourished. I had a great career, moved on into back back office stuff, and then ultimately I was a global project manager. Yay me, right? But the fact was... For a time, the worst job, and even beats the dishwashing job I had as a teenager. Right. You know, what where, did, why was did that was that a blessing in some? The oh, fact absolutely, that you had that experience, absolutely. Blessing? I mean, it teaches me so much. And when I handle people, when I, it, you know, especially volunteers, I'm I, I'm I'm loving, and I, I try to be a servant leader because this guy would throw me to the wolves. He would just. You know, if he was on a call with a customer, I was always wrong. The customer is always right. He was going to fix me. He wasn't going to try and, you know, help the customer understand and establish boundaries that were realistic. He was just 
just this horrible boss that I could not trust. There was, and you know, I couldn't hope in him. There, you know, where in the other in the other where other bosses that I've had, I I knew I could trust them. I knew that there was a safety, a respect, in, a too. respect too. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my my current boss is one of the best in the whole wide. Wait, wait, I can't read that word. What was that word you that still you wrote? Owe, you still owe me a buck, <laughs> even though you said that. You still owe me a dollar. So can't read your hand. JD, what am I supposed to say? Here? Yeah, just because you're complimenting me does not get out of the <laughs> fact that you owe me a dollar right now. But, so. but that lasted, I would say that lasted me about maybe two or three months of just pure misery. Yeah. And maybe it wasn't all the time of misery, but eventually, it, it, I mean, I shouldn't even say it, it got there quick. But How about you? you were, well, but whether or not you had a good boss or not, you were still a servant of something. Oh, gosh, bigger. yeah. You, you, I mean, you're an employee, so you're yeah. a servant of that company. Company with yep. with the mysterious initials of right. HP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. HP. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you were still a servant of, of that. Uh, right. You wouldn't call yourself a slave, but remember, in the Bible, the same word translates that, right. both ways. That do loss. Yeah. Uh, I've had some bad tasks. Uh, right. I don't know jobs. I, yeah, I had some. Uh, I rented cars for a while after college. That right. was not a great job. But the, uh, when I looked at this, you want bad jobs, you want bad tasks. I mean, I, I imagine being in charge of cleaning and sanitizing a, a, a bathroom at a truck stop. I mean, yeah, that was not that was not a good task. No job. No. But I'm serving other people, yeah. other people's needs. Right. Did I have the mentality while I was doing that, while I was scrubbing the floor, sometimes on my hands and knees? Uh, that I, you know, oh, how wonderful this is to help and further the health and, and happiness Well-being. of other people that I will never meet right. at all. No, I wasn't thinking that at all. I was no. just thinking, when is this going to be? I got another half right. an hour of this. Right. And, and it was that was that was terrible. How but, long did you last? Uh, well, that was a gig. I lasted uh, several months on that. I owned a cleaning company, and mm-hmm. I needed that. I needed that job. And, yeah. and uh, uh, but uh, you were still a servant. To the truck stop or to the rest the, the rest area. Right. Right? I mean, you weren't you weren't. I mean, yeah, you were your own boss and you could pick and choose, but right. you chose to do that job and therefore you entered into a, not a covenant, but let's face it, it's a covenant relationship with them. You said you would do something. That's right. And you sub, you you put yourself in a in a position of servitude. I bought my own business when I was twenty five years old. It right. was a service master franchise. You guys yep. probably have heard that brand. Yeah, name. I've heard of that name. It was cleaning and disaster restoration. Right. It was a Christian company and I had a franchise. Right. And I did all right with that for three years. And the name Service Master is mastering service by serving the master. That's I... the name of the, and that's why I got into it. I was a Christian. I wanted to do Christian work. Right. And it was a challenge, and it is a challenge. To sit, but I'm cleaning. I'm cleaning up after up after fires and floods and right. and all in all kinds of. I mean, all kinds of just, just when you're cleaning stuff. I don't care what you're cleaning. You're going to run into something disgusting Ugh. very fast. Oh yeah. Something unsanitary very fast. I don't care what it is. That was my job. That was my life for three years, and I was doing it in the context of serving others, serving God. Am I going to have that mentality of this is great to be? 
be able to do this for someone else who can't, whatever it is, right. who can't do it or won't do it for themselves. In some right. cases, it was, it was, I was serving people who couldn't do it for themselves, who couldn't serve that, solve that problem for themselves. Yes, I'm getting paid for that. Yeah, yeah. I, I had my livelihood and debit, but it, it, tied up in that. But I was only going to be successful as if I looked at this as I'm serving God by serving this person and right. helping this person out. A right. lot of that work was not very fun and it was not very pleasant. And I came home smelling like you wouldn't believe. Uh. And uh, it, so that, but in, in so much of that informs just like what you're in those unpleasant situations informs our, our, our lives with God right now. I mean, it's going to be unpleasant. Are we going to have the mentality, I go back, are we going to have hope? Are we going to form my identity and have our hope uh, as within the context, again, within the identity of being a servant slave? Are we going to think of, are we only going to tell ourselves, oh, I'm above that. I'm above that. I'm a king, last week's, I'm a king, uh, and I don't need to have a king over me. Right. Well, you may not want to have a king. You may not think you need to have a king. The fact of the matter is you do have a right. king, no matter how big you are in your britches. You're right. And the same thing with a servant, uh, a, a servant slave. If you don't get that mentality, you're going to have a hard time relating to God because that yeah. is all you are. It can't work any other way. Well, compared way. to him, absolutely. So speaking of servants, uh, we picked we picked this week the, the story of Joseph, a guy who, who rode, rode a roller coaster oh in his life absolutely. that was just amazing. So we want to talk about the time is specifically about his servitude in the house of Potiphar. Mm-hmm. Starts in chapter in Genesis chapter 37 when his brothers sell him into slavery. Incredible. They, they throw him in a pit. They hate his guts. Yeah. So no matter how much family strife you have. Right. They even had an argument over whether or not to kill him. Right. You, you're, 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 God understands your problem. Right. If you ever you say to yourself, bad. I got a problem that God doesn't understand, right. read your Bible. Or my, my, yeah. my family's bad. Right. His exactly. 11 old, his ele- or his 10 older brothers, not his 11, because yeah. yeah. he was the 11th. He, he was yeah. the 11th. Ten, his ten older brothers throw him into a pit, and the bright, gracious idea is, hey, let's sell him into slavery. Oh, we shouldn't kill him. Let's not kill him. That would be bad. Right. But it would be bad to kill him. Let's sell him into slavery. That was their their idea of mercy and grace. And so that's what they did. They sold him into slavery. They the the slave traders took him to Egypt, where he was sold to a man named Potiphar, a captain in the guard of of the pharaoh. Right. So this is a highfalutin guy. Right. I mean, he's Potiphar is a a, a a hierarchy or, or a higher up in in the administration uh, of Pharaoh. And Joseph, instead of being miserable and pouting and 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 he had every right to, right? He was one of God's chosen. He knew he was the You're son of Jacob. You're going exactly where I was going to go. Go, and, go, go, man. And so, yeah, here he is. And instead of choosing to be a bad servant or try to escape or whatnot, he set his mind to working and performing for Potiphar in the best that he could. So, you know, I think he starts outside and then he gets moved inside as as most slaves would. And then ultimately he becomes the head of the household, the head slave or the head servant in the house of Potiphar. In other words, what you're saying is that he's sold into slavery and instead of feeling sorry for himself and finding his identity in his self-righteousness and in pouting and feeling sorry for himself, he says, okay, uh, I'm sure if you asked him, he would have said, well, this stinks. Right. I'm not in my father's house anymore. My my own brothers have sold me into slavery. 
Uh, I may never see my family again. In fact, it's almost for sure that I'm not. Right. But you know what? I am going to, I, I, I am a slave, not by my choice, but I am going to live this out. I'm going to play this out to the best way I can. Right. Exactly. What a choice that is it, uh, over and against what we usually, uh, how we choose to, to, uh, to live. The religion yeah. of self-pity is a strong pull. Oh, oh man. I, don't, I mean, seriously. Oh, and, the, and, the and, temples that are built to it in uh, our country and the world. Joseph shines yeah. against yeah. that, don't Absolutely. you think? Absolutely. And, and so what we're advocating, we're, 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 the topic, again, is hope. But right. what we're really doing is pu- pushing upon you an unavoidable identity, that of you are going to be a servant slave of God. Right. Are you going to embrace that first step? Embrace that. Joseph does that. Right. And then, then he has hope. Then he has peace. Then he has life once he accepts what he, what he is. Absolutely. Same thing with each one of these episodes. So, so here we are. He could have hoped in Potiphar, and he could have hoped in his abilities. But in the end, they would have failed because Potiphar's wife, who's attracted to him now, lies and says that he accosted her. And of course, Potiphar has no choice but to believe his wife. So we go from this amazingly high peak of being a ser- the head servant and the captain of the guards. He's he's made it as far as he's probably concerned. He was a far- great he, servant he, to Potiphar. It was going to be great. He right. was in a, one of the best places he could possibly right. have been. Immediately now thrown into prison. Right. He goes from being a slave to being a prisoner in Egypt. So, talk about hopeless. Yeah. But even then, it, it, now he's thrown into, into, it, it, from slavery into, into prison, and as you recall, once again, he rises as high as he can, right. taking on the mentality of being a servant. The captain of the guard in prison puts him in charge of all the prisoners right? because he's just a really obedient servant. Right. Do, is he hurt? Is he wounded? Yeah. Has he been the victim of injustice? Absolutely. Right. He, he's in prison. He's not even guilty of anything at all. Right. He was thrown into slavery before that. Uh, just simply, he was a little mouthy. Right. Uh, and his brothers yeah, didn't like but him. What but little brother deserve, isn't? Right. He didn't, get, he didn't deserve getting thrown into a hole in the ground <laughs> and sold into slavery. The conversation of death does, never came up in my house. But he never lost the... <laughs> He never lost the mentality of, hey, being a servant to others is a glorious, wonderful right. thing. Right? Because I think he knew his identity as a servant of God, right. you know, that he was subservient to God. I mean, in his house, you know, he was the one that read, read and wrote. Because Jacob loved him best, you know, right. and and so so it's one of those things where he was taught more. And I think in that knowledge, in that education, I think somewhere along the way he might have started realizing he was special, but he was also subservient to God right. and who he was. This and, is the theme throughout. Right? How do you hope as a servant? So your question is, your next question is, what are we supposed to learn from Joseph? Well, we've been all over right. this, yeah. but the 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 big statement here is take some time Christian. If you're listening to this, you're you're either a Christian or you're really interested in Christianity. Right. Right. You wouldn't be stopping by Megan's old office unless you you were. Here's right. new. We are not going to sugarcoat anything for 
for yeah. you. If True. you're going to do this Christianity thing, you, you need to acquaint yourself with the idea of being a servant slave. In Greek, doulos, a right. servant slave. I mean, if you're above that, if you can't accept that, if, that's, if you're just repulsed by the idea of being a servant slave of other people and of God, but then the, you might as well just walk away right now because it's just not going to, it's, it's not going to work. The, it, your role is not going to change. Scripture says that to be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord, mm -hmm. one day in the house of the Lord, or to be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord is better than a thousand days elsewhere. It's a, better than keeping the company of anyone else anywhere. In other words, if God comes to you and says, look, I've got lots of jobs in my house, uh, but the one I have for you, Keith, is to be a doorkeeper. If that's the deal, take it. Oh, yeah. Don't Absolutely. sit there and say, oh, well, okay, if that's all you got for me, right. that's great. I'll let you know whether or not I'll be a doorkeeper. I'm going to keep my options open to see if something better pops up for me. Right. No, don't answer that. If you get offered to be a servant slave in the house of God and nothing more, in charge of shining shoes in the house of the Lord, right. Take it. Amen. That's, I mean, that's the message of the Bible. Uh, Jesus comes along and says, You're, you need to be like doorkeepers. You need to be like obedient slaves. Who All they do is open the door for the king to come in. And when the king comes in, if you're obedient slaves, he'll invite you into the party. Right. But that's the mentality. You need to be sleeping by that door, standing guard by that door, always prepared for the king to enter. Have that mentality about how fantastic it is just to be a doorkeeper in the house of right. the Lord. And then once you get that in place, then we can talk about hoping. Your right. hope is in your, right. your, your master. Well, Joseph shows us that, right? I mean, we see that, like we mentioned, we see that in Joseph, he realizes who he is in God. And he says, yes. I'm going to be a servant to, to whomever I'm sold to because I'm a servant to God. Now we get into you. You put this Bible study together, and I'm really mm -hmm. interested to hear what you have to kind of where you God took you. It took you to First Peter chapter two. So right. uh, take us through what, what right. God so, did with you here. Couple of questions. Couple of questions that I have for you to be thinking about while we while I read through this. I'll read First Peter uh, chapter two verses eighteen to twenty five. Just seven seven verses here. But be thinking about how are we supposed to respond to unfair treatment. And how is God's response different from the world's response? Mm -hmm. And we've touched a, a little bit on that with, with Joseph. But here, here's what uh, Peter wrote to, to, uh, in a letter to the, to the folks that he was writing to. Sorry, I don't remember who he was writing this one to. But it's, it goes like this. Slaves, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only those who are good and gentle, but also those who are dishonest. For it is a commendable thing if being aware of God, a person endures pain while suffering unjustly. If you endure when you are beaten for doing wrong, what credit is that? But if you endure when you, are, when you do good and suffer for it, this is a commendable thing before God. For to, his, to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin, and no deceit was found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return abuse. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he entrusted himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. But his wounds you have been by his wounds you have been healed. For you were going astray like sheep, 
but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. We could spend a, probably a year on that yeah, passage right. alone. But so, how do we respond to unfair treatment? Where were you? Where do you think God was taking you with that? I mean, I oh, want to volley it to you. Back well, to yeah, you. yeah. Okay, so I, I really think I'm really interested to know because you felt led to this. Didn't right, you? right. I mean, my follow up question is how do we interpret 20? But I'm going to roll this up for time's sake. If we look directly at 20 here, it says, "If you endure when you are beaten for doing wrong, what credit is that? But if you endure when you are when you do good and suffer for it, that is a commendable thing before God." We see it in Joseph. Yeah. He's worked his way to the head of the household, and then one lie topples his entire life. Mm -hmm. We see it in Christ, who did no sin. He, he could not sin. He was God on earth, and yet he was the one that was sent to the cross, not us. And he dies naked on that cross, being mocked by these people. Exactly. Talk about a moment where Jesus would be like, oh, I'm forget this. I just, I can't, you know, I can see Hollywood getting a hold of that story, and like, he just... You know, her, this the white light appears around him, and the and the nails melt away, and the angels come down and wipe out Jerusalem, just, and, just, and he stands there with a sword flaming in his hand, and you just like, that's not what he did. You know, you said it right about this first Peter passage. Uh, we could talk about this for a while. You know what I like about this? I like that you chose this. Mm -hmm. This passage is obnoxious. Yes, I mean, it, it, I mean, you ask. How are we supposed to respond to unfair treatment? How is God's response different from the world's response? How do you, how do you interpret verse 20? I mean, we interpret this, it, it, it makes the declaration of endure punishment that's unjust, that you right. know you don't deserve. Endure it. Endure it with a great attitude. Uh, <laughs> in, it, because if you, if you just endure suffering punishment that you deserve, what credit is that? Right. that the, the, Peter goes into this obnoxious topic of right. your your slaves first of all uh right. he's speaking directly to slaves and uh and obey your disobedient and your unjust masters as if you could learn something from from that terrible thing uh in america today you can't even talk about slavery because right. of such a horrible past right. uh, 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 and 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 it, it's so evil in america it's such a it, it's such a terrible mark on in, on our history right. and yet we need to remember that in, in the, the scripture is pointing us to to the suffering of those brave uh, men and women who suffered punishment that they did not deserve suffered yep. a life that they did not deserve what can we learn from their integrity? What can we learn from their faithfulness? What can we learn from these great African-American people who suffered unjustly and yet hoped for something better, right. for, for something better to come? And they did. Yeah. They, who, they praised Lord, the Lord, uh, not even being able to read or write. They wrote some of the greatest gospel right. songs of all time Amen. Out, in, out in the field serving yep. these harsh taskmakers. What can we learn from those people? We can learn incredible things of patience and bravery and obedience and humility and 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 even defiance in the right way. Right. Uh, 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 we can learn fantastic things from their from their integrity uh, for the sake of of, of the gospel. Um, 
and, and that's what, what First Peter is doing. It's controversial. Uh, it's brave of him to go into this place. And then it expects us on this podcast and in our own time to step back and say, okay, wait a minute. The scripture is encouraging me to find my identity in being a slave. I don't want that. Right. And yet, being a slave of God is so much better than, than being a slave to any human being. Sla- human beings yeah. cannot handle a relationship of one be- human being being a master and uh, another being a slave. But God can handle the relationship of being your master. Yep. Do you dare to trust him in that regard? Do you dare to hope in that relationship? Or are you so thoroughly convinced that it's not possible uh, to to have a positive identity of, as a slave of God that you just throw that out entirely. I challenge you with that question. Absolutely. I think and 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 you know I think of yeah if my identity just like Joseph is a servant of God a slave of God then this master I, I go back to what you said or um, maybe it was last week when you said you know don't fear the one that can kill the body fear the one that can send you to hell. Right. And, and so a slave master, someone, a, a bad boss, like that guy I talked about earlier, he, sure, he could ruin me. He could ruin my career. But if I had, if I could remember, if I had remembered, and I sometimes did, I thank God for my wife, you know, that this was just a time, a passing, a passing thing that was going to go away eventually. One way or another, it was going to go away. And, and just stay under it. Stay there and, and endure it. Keep and, that I mean, hope. Keep, keep that, that patience. hope and right. the patience alive. You know, I don't compare myself at all to the slaves that no. we hear about. No, by no means. But at the same time, we all know someone or or have gone through that time where it's been it's been very difficult to be a servant to someone. And we're running a little thin on time yeah, here. Yeah. And you make you make reference to Colossians chapter three verses eighteen through twenty five. We encourage right. you to read this now. Let's let's clarify a little bit more. Uh, so read that passage, Colossians chapter three. Yeah. Uh, uh, on your own time, because we got to wrap wrap up. We the the scripture uh, it does not by any stretch affirm uh, or say that slavery is such a good is a good thing at all. It does use the negative. Uh, idea or imagery of slavery it does borrow from from right. that scripture does and quite a few times joseph and also here in the new testament jesus speaks of being slaves a surprising number of times right in none of these is sitting there scripture is not at all saying hey yay slavery slavery is great right. not at all no. but it is taking that negative thing and saying okay what can, like I tried to point out before, what can we draw out of that yeah. and use as a positive way in our relationship with God? And it is this, to recognize that it is an honor to be a servant slave of God yeah. and uh, recognize, embrace that yeah. and, and live with hope of a master who is not evil. All human masters in that context were all abusers and evil, and it was wrong and all that kind of right. stuff. But that is not the case. With, well, they're with, imperfect with, beings. Exactly. That is not the case with God. Right. You know? God being a perfect being is a perfect master, and he knows best, and, and he is perfectly, he's perfectly perfect. Yeah. yeah. But I want to leave you with this, because this one comes from that Colossians passage. It's verse 24. Since you know that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, you serve the Lord Christ. Right. 
Man, what a powerful statement I think that is, because we know that there will be a reward in the end, and that we are, if we can remember that, serving the Lord Christ is going to be so much easier, and 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 remembering that that's who we serve, and not some guy that's making our lives miserable for a time. What a wonderful thought to to just go through life with. And another closing thought, even though our, our difficult, painful circumstances change and improve, I stopped scrubbing toilets at the truck stop. Mm-hmm. You got out of that negative situation right. at HP. Okay, great. But we never stopped being servants of the master. Right. So you might, we spend a lot of time as human, time as human beings saying, gosh, I can hardly wait for fill in the blank stage of my life to be over because I won't be this anymore. Right. If you're thinking that there's going to be a moment in your life where you're going to get to the point where you're not a servant slave of God, that is not going that is not going to don't hope that. Right. Don't hope that. Right. And I hate it when people say, "Well, I serve the Lord, it's somebody else's turn." Oh it, yeah. That that is not true. No. It doesn't suddenly become somebody else's turn to be the servant slave so that you're not right and yet we tell ourselves that we hope we hope that we're not going to be the servant slave of god anymore don't do that don't because it doesn't stop at death either it is an honor the lord through eternity is it an is it or is it not an honor to be a servant of jesus christ think on that what is your answer you know what the right thing to say is but do you believe it do you yeah do you live it all right this has been Megan's old office, uh, and we are appreci- appreciating your presence today. Yeah. And we, uh, we, as always, and, uh, and we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Megan's old office, brought to you by Dundee Presbyterian Church. Please like, subscribe, and share, so you and your friends can keep up with us every time we post. You can learn more about us and our church at dpcomaha.org. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash dpcomaha or on Instagram at Megan's Old Office. You can contact us through email at megansoldoffice at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening today. We truly appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.